Listener Production. Okay, are you recording? All right, this man might have just dominated the world of doubles tennis. He might be a TV host extraordinaire, but Todd Woodbridge, are you ready for the Howie Games player profile questions? Absolutely. We start with nicknames. You've addressed that in the main episode. So you'll hear about Teddy in the main episode, which you need to listen to next week because it's a good one. Favourite food? Oh, um, oh everything. Everything? Uh, yeah. You don't look like a man that's good on the tooth. Yeah. Anything savoury. Anything savoury? Yeah. Okay. Can you cook? Yes. What's your number one go-to dish? With a large group of people, paella. Paella? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If three people are coming around from any time in history, alive or dead, to this paella uh, at uh, your venue, who's coming? Uh, the Queen. The Queen. Yeah. I always wanted to meet the Queen. Right. Did you ever meet the Queen? No. Right. Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And then the third, oof. Maybe Rod Laver. Rod Laver. It's a good, that's a good dinner. Finish this sentence for me. Before, it's a bit of a different dinner, but yeah. No, it'd be good though. Before you played tennis, you would always do what? Iron my shirt. You were always crisp out on court. <laughs> it's got to be, that's part of your sort of baby-faced, well-dressed charm. Isn't it interesting? You look back and you go, why was I like that? Uh, yeah, I always, and I tucked my shirt in as well. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until Jonas Bjorkman came along that he said, could you loosen up a little bit? <laughs> That's good. We talk about your first car in the main episode again, but what was your first job? First thing you did to yeah. make a dollar? Uh, I got a job. My next door neighbors had a little record store oh, yeah. in Mascot in Sydney and yep. uh, Saturday morning. So I'd go in and uh, sell records and they'd pay me, and I'd I'd use all of that pay in the cake shop next door. Of course you would. Yeah, what meat w- pies. What was the like? What was the hot record of the time? Oh, back then. What Goodness year we talking? Me, I think we're talking probably where? What was it about early eighties? Was it maybe? Police, Sting. You're the one in the record uh, shop. Yeah, it was a long way back. And then you'd whip in and buy pies. Yeah, because I had a couple of pies because then I'd go play Saturday afternoon <laughs> comp in the afternoon. <laughs> of course you would. You've got a brilliant gig, a professional athlete now, star TV performer. If you could swap jobs with anyone out there, whose job? Swap jobs. Yep. No. Doing, I'm doing what I'm doing what that's I want to do. That's that's, that's the interesting part. I'm actually doing what I want to do. I've done a few different things. Um uh, if I had one other thing that I had the time, yep. I do enjoy coaching. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind coaching. You know, at, at the elite level. Yep. Yeah. A, a player on tour that I could see has great potential, and but that for me means I have to go back on the road for thirty-five yeah. weeks a year, and that is something that I can't get my head around. People need to listen to your full episode next week to understand why you would make a wonderful, wonderful coach. Best concert attended, Woody? Probably the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. At the, in Paris. Uh, gosh, what do we call the place? Where we used to, where we played, played the tournament. At Bercy. Right. Yeah. The at, Bee Gees. At Bercy in Paris. Okay. There you go. So it's a long way back too. So that was, uh, I was a teenager. Two most used apps on your phone? Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And what else do I use? Um, probably Twitter. What is your handle on Instagram for people to follow you? 
woodbridge.todd. How many sort of followers we Not got? Not many. No, I can't get them. Okay. I seem to be boring. Oh, you will after this. <laughs> Let's hope. This will blow right up. Uh, I've, uh, I'm only on 8,000. That's good. You know, and and uh, I've got to credit Dylan Alcott for about 5,000 right. of those. Yeah. We were sitting in the green room at the Australian Open last year and I said, mate, I can't find anybody. Can you help me get a follower too? He says, we make a video in there and within like a day I picked up 3,000. He's good. He's good at that type <laughs> of thing. Uh, Favourite item in your wardrobe? Um. My, my my golf polos. Fair enough, too. Because that's my getaway. Where do you keep all your trophies? Um, I've got, I've got about room. a third of them at home. Right. And two-thirds at Kuyong. Oh, oh that's Club. good. So people can see them. Yeah. So what like happened, that, um, we I had them all at home. We were building a house, and Kuyong said, oh, would you have anything we could put on display? And I said, you know what? You can have the whole lot because I'm moving. I've got nowhere to put them. And I gave them a whole heap, and they're still there. They've been there for over 10 years. That's fantastic that people can see them. What are you currently watching? struggling to actually find something decent really? to watch, yeah. You know, the, I get, I, I'm, I'm in this phase where I watch something for 10 minutes and, and then move on. So. Do I think I want to watch recently? You know, you, you know like, because we watch so much in lockdown, I, yes. I think you get picky. Yep. Um, but weirdly, <laughs> we, we got in this show called Borgen. Borgen? Yeah. Which is a, a, Net, a Netflix series about Danish prime minister, female prime minister who you, you live her family life. Yeah. It, nothing, nothing great, by the way, um, but it was just interesting. These days I get stuck on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I, I go down the YouTube well. and I, What I are you watching up, on YouTube? Can, can end up anywhere. Right, you can't, can't you? Know, you? you know, anywhere. When you research this show, like I'll look up Woody... Wimbledon doubles, yeah. and all of a sudden you can be watching a fishing show in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Well, you know what I did do in lockdowns is that I got stuck watching old tennis did you? matches. Right. When I say old, for, because now they were never around when I was younger. You can see Laver and Rosewall okay. and all these old greats. Um, you know, the Navratil over Everett matches at Wimbledon and all of this different style of sport tennis that, that I that I grew up idolizing. <laughs> and there's so much content now that we just didn't have before. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, you're watching wooden rackets and how the, the game has evolved. That's, I've just absolutely loved it because it is so different. So different to serve volley on mm. a dodgy old grass court, why, mm. which is why they serve volleyed, by the way, because you couldn't let it bounce because you didn't know how it was going to bounce. Right. That's why you serve volleyed. Okay. Right. And now you have pure perfect surfaces where everyone has a chance to hit a passing shot. So you now start to recognize why the game was different and why they were playing with a plank of wood yeah. that was, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun to get into the history of the game. Favorite movie of all time? Forwardings and a Funeral. Oh, good film. Uh, I, I uh, just wondered whether by any chance you wouldn't like to, um, uh, uh, no, 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 of course not. Um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> He's not. Excellent, excellent, fantastic. I'm so sorry. Lovely to see you. Sorry to disturb. Better get on. That was very romantic. What did uh, you race home from school to watch when you weren't playing tennis? What uh, were uh, you Skippy. Watching? Skippy the bush kangaroo. There you go. Uh, what if, you... if it was summer, it was to watch Seven's Summer of Tennis. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. What are you currently listening to? GC, this is where I'm a bit I'm a bit different. Go. Oh, you worked in a record shop. You should be. Yeah, no. I... 
I, Bo, my son, is involved in music theatre. Music theatre, isn't he? And uh, he's a good performer and, and he's got a good voice. And so we actually, and I say we because the family, listen to a lot of show tunes. Right. Yeah. So we cover... Um, quite a few genres. Do you dance around with jazz hands at home? Uh, no, but I did do Dancing with the Stars. Um, you did. <laughs> but, yeah, actually, like, it, it, it's funny because whatever Bo might be working on yep. is what we end up listening. Right. That's and, cool. And, you know, he's just finished a gig working on Do You Hear the People Sing, which was a concert version um, of Sean Berg and Bubel, who wrote Les Miserables and Miss Saigon, and he was working with them at the Hammer Hall and Sydney Opera House. And so we had all of that going for about a month while he was prepping and then in show. So Did you see him at the Opera House? Did. What is it like watching one of your lovely, beautiful children who mean the world um, you do something like that? Yeah, that was quite extraordinary. I, you know, he's been blessed to have a pretty good early career where he was nine and ten working on big shows. So, you know, he's Michael in Mary Poppins. He, he <laughs> was... Um, he was um, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and all that sort of stuff. And you used to get there and you go, oh, God, I hope he remembers his lines. And, yeah, you know, because it's adults, <laughs> people paying lots of money and you're sweating up a storm and he never, you know, never forgot. Nowadays you go in and watch with comfort because you Confidence. know he's, he's, a, he's a, a, a pro. So that's pretty cool. But to see him actually on stage with the likes of Michael Ball, who's a massive mm. music theatre star, and that was that was pretty special. Podcast? Do you listen to them? Not really. Not enough. Actually, Can you give me a recommendation of one you listen no. to or enjoy. Okay, yours. Pod- I think. Yeah, Thank now, that's it. No, it's funny. I haven't. It's, it's it's one hole I haven't gone down that much. Most famous, what we would call famous person, well-known celebrity that you've met that's made a positive impression on you. Well, in the podcast, I talk about Payne Stewart. Yes, um, and he wouldn't be known to a lot of people now. Uh, in the golf world, he is. But the impression was, at that time in my life, he taught me how to work a room. And the, one of the lines that he said, so he was, um, he, was, he was great with people. And as golfers are with pro-ams and events, mm. he'd say, that CEO is your boss for the week. He's the guy you need to get to know. What a great way of looking at it. Yeah. And, and that, was, that was one of the things that I learned was how to go out, meet people, create relationships and build them so that they work for both of you. And, and that's a, that's a, a skill. I, I think you still got to try to teach younger generation because they, they've lost it by communication through phones and nonverbal. Yes. They, they need to look people in the eyes, yes. have the conversation and grow a relationship. I tell my and I can tell you, it is, it's worth so much to be able to do that. And that was what Payne Stewart taught me. More about pain in the full episode. This is going to be a tough one for you, so yep. you can take your time. We call this one the list. You can choose five tennis players to play against any time, alive, dead, male, female, that you want to step out on court and play against. Who are the five that you'd love to play against? You may have already played against them, but the five you'd love to play against. Um, I'd love to play against. Well, they're going to thrash me most that of them. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Um I'd love to play Ken Rosal. Yes. Because uh, he's, he's sort of my idol. Um, that's sort of where my backhand came from. I wanted it backhands like him. That's classic Rosal. Beautiful balance. Um, I think 
I, I played Jimmy Connors. Well, absolutely brilliant reflexes there by Connors. I did get a win over Jimmy. He was getting old. McEnroe, I never got to play. I played McEnroe once in an exhibition doubles match to play John, and I've worked with him in the commentary booth. And McEnroe with the running backhand. So there's three. I played against Roger, so it, I, that one's not in that list because, you know, if I had a win against him, so that can't count. If I was to look back, maybe Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe. So two championship points for Arthur Ashe. Because um, number one player in the world, Wimbledon champion, and uh, a human being that changed so much. Yes. If you can read Arthur's book, I recommend it. You'll learn. Um, it's not about just tennis. It's about masses of important issues that even he f- saw coming that mm. are playing out, and he was hoping they wouldn't play out as they have. Really great read. Got so one that, more. that's one more. Um, Lou Hode. Lou Hode? Yeah. Now it's Hode's third, an unplayable one. Here's another unplayable third, and Hode's third, Lou one. Because I met Lou, and again, a lot of your listeners are going to have to go back and do some research on these because these are the great names of tennis. But Lou Hode, they say, was the greatest player that played. He just didn't play for long enough. Um, his back went on him, and he was a true iconic Aussie in the way he held himself and the way he was viewed around the world. So um, they say he was the greatest volleyer that's ever played. And so I would have loved to have felt like what that was like. That's a great five. Last couple. Favourite holiday spot? Scotland. Bucket list destination that you haven't been that you'd like to go? Um, Tuscany. What if anything scares you? Failing. Last question I have for you. You've been with me over over two hours. Now, I normally say to the guests, you need to look me in the eye when you answer this, but your eye contact has been outstanding. <laughs> I picked it up right from the start. You have looked me in the eye the whole time, but you are going to. This defines you as a nine-time Wimbledon champion, as a tennis player, as a father, as a husband, as an Aussie, as an all-round good bloke. Todd Woodbridge, look me in the eye and answer this question. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? <laughs> well... There is a pineapple on top of the Wimbledon trophy. Is there? Because. I did not know that. There you go. Because it was, a pineapple was deemed to be an exotic and expensive fruit in the time of the Victorian era. And when they were designing those trophies, that was considered elite. And I think it is elite to have pineapple on pizzas best answer, most correct answer. I've never heard it described as elite, but I love it, Woody. That's why you're a star, mate. Thanks for joining me. Your full episode is out next week. You're hearing that, people? Pineapple on pizza is elite. I don't want any feedback on social media. It is elite. Ta, mate. Pleasure.